Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's reading is John chapter 19, verse 17 to 37. As always, I want to encourage you to make sure that before you listen to the podcast, you've read the passage. Well, today we reach the crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus' crucifixion is not just the culmination of the Gospel of John. In many ways, it's the culmination of the story of Scripture. All of the Bible has been pointing to this moment. When Adam and Eve sinned, God killed an animal to clothe them and cover their nakedness. Sin brought death. After the flood of Noah, a sacrifice of atonement was demanded. Sin was punished, but Noah was spared. Noah, who was not sinless, had to offer a sacrifice for himself and his family. In the law of the Old Testament, it was prescribed that an offering of atonement was made for the sins of the people. Over and over and over again in the Old Testament, we see sinful people cannot come into the presence of a holy God without atonement. Sin brings death. Sin is a rebellion against God and is a rebellion against the life He gave us. And thus, it's a rebellion against life. But Jesus did not just die. Jesus was crucified. Crucifixion was a horrible death. A death so cruel and so torturous that Roman citizens could not be sentenced to it. And civilized people would rarely mention it. Jesus could not have died in his sleep. You see, something else was at play. According to Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 23, being hanged on a tree is a sign of God's curse. In the law, those hanged were to be taken down and buried the same day so that the curse did not remain. See, Jesus did not just die to bring us atonement, to make us at one with God. The way that Jesus brought us into a relationship with God was by taking the curse of sin in our place and giving us his righteousness. But make no mistake, the worst part of the crucifixion was not physical. It was that the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus. For the first time in eternity, Instead of Jesus being the recipient of the love of God, he was the recipient of the wrath of God. As our atonement, who bore the curse, Jesus faced the wrath of God so that all those who put their faith and their trust in him never would have to. As we seek to better understand this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three questions. The first question is, what does this passage teach me about God? I just want you to see, as further confirmation of God's control over the crucifixion of Jesus, all the scripture that is fulfilled. Now, there's many that John references directly. There are many allusions. I just want to highlight some, not all of them. Particularly, I just wanted to look at Psalm 22 because it's most in view here. In Psalm 22, It is a psalm where the Messiah, the king, is being killed with criminals. His garments are being divided. He thirsts, and the piercing of his hands and feet, even though none of his bones were broken, is mentioned. Jesus here 
fulfills what we would call predictive prophecy. That is, that it is mentioned something will happen, something must happen. And what we see is something that was told would happen a thousand years before this event comes true. Jesus does not just fulfill predictive prophecy in his death. He fulfills the requirements of the law. Notice here, in keeping with the command to honor your father and mother, Jesus seeks to make sure Mary is taken care of. Now, why is this so important? There's so much more here than simply showing us that God is in control. If Jesus is just swept up in the mad rage of the crowd, we would have no hope. For Jesus to make an atonement for us, he had to be punished by God. God alone can deal with sin because God alone is holy and because God primarily is the one against whom all sin is directed. That's what David tells us in Psalm 51. Against you and you only have I sinned. That we see God is so in control here shows us that he, not the Romans, not the Jews, is the one punishing Jesus. The second thing that is so important to see is that Jesus is so in control of his faculties, even in death, that he remained perfect to the end. If Jesus was not sinless, we would not have any hope either. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me about me? No one can read the story of the crucifixion and take sin lightly. This is the ugliness that sin brings. So often we treat sin like it's a small deal. We treat it as if it's excusable. We treat it as if everyone does it. But sin caused Jesus to die. When we see the cross, we don't just see that sin brings death. We see how awful the death is that sin brings. We see how horrible it is. We see that Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, suffered so excruciating a death because this is what sin does. But don't miss. The cross does not just show us the horror of sin. It shows us the beauty of God's love. Because as I look at the cross, I see how horrible my sin is but I also see how loved I am. That Jesus willingly died in my place, that he willingly endured such suffering, makes it so that I can never question, I can never deny, I can never doubt the depth of God's love for me. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? John says in verse 35 that he writes this, that we would believe. Believing in the message of the cross is not only necessary to be saved, it informs every area of the Christian life. The path to life for the Christian is always through death. The Christian life is Jesus taking my death so that I can live his life. In order order for us to live, we have to die to ourselves. The cross reminds us that we bring nothing with us into the kingdom of God. Now, obviously, when I read the story of the crucifixion, there is no easy application to go and die for somebody else. There is no call here to embrace and to seek suffering. What there is is a gentle but undeniable message that to embrace the cross of Christ is to let go of everything else. If I understand that Jesus died in my place, 
then I have to admit that I do not bring any of my old life into the kingdom with me. My dreams, my ambitions, my opinions, my preferences, they're no more. Remember all the way back in John chapter 3 when Jesus was talking with Nicodemus, what did Jesus say? He says, we have to be born again. He took my death. And this life is not only new, it's to be radically different. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us Monday as we'll discuss John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Mm-hmm.